a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Chase your dreams across the sky Never let your vision die Chase your dreams across the sky Never let your vision die Shine your light so bright Let you shine in the night Illuminate Darkness how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast the answer is so so simple anchor it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone tablet or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast you can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners downloads everything I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. And welcome back once again to a Wednesday edition of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. But today... We change it up a bit, and we open up with a special message from Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. the best man that was the best out for a night on the town wow (laughs) holy cow 
Unlike most shows, we start off with our comedy. Like most shows do their serious shit and then like move on. Like we like to open it up with the chuckles. Oh, you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Wow. The YouTuber, like, some of the best part of that because they, like, everybody knows how it is. Yeah. Hey, so like, I have a little I have a little surprise for you, and this is why it took me so long, because I had to find it. Oh. But uh, I figured since we were talking about 1998. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's perfect. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's just for you, bud. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dude, yeah, that so was good. I don't know what the deal is today, but like everybody's running behind. Anchors being garbage. I don't know, man. I mean, we're like if according to a normal day, we're we're like a little bit behind, but it's not you know not much. No, yeah, I know, but on a nor like yesterday, we started at like eight thirty. Today it's eight fifty. To this at nine or ten o'clock at night, but when we're talking, it is nearly nine a.m. in the morning. So that's why we do this because we're nice and fresh. Well, I mean, they might be listening to it six months from now. We don't know. True, you might be listening to this in 2019. We don't know. You, you might know? be listening to this in the future. Yep. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, any- so, okay, so his name's Gary Stridham, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like Vince is saying Jerry Stridham. I think it's Gary. I think it's Gary. Hold on. I got it cute here. My edit on here. Yeah, there you go. Is he saying Gary or Jerry? He's saying Gary. Oh, he is? Okay. Because when I was listening to it the other night, it sounded like he was saying Jerry for some reason. No. That, that dude comes out and he's like, He's got his, like, what is that, like a cane and a hat with him or something? Yeah, he's got a fucking cane and a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Yeah, look. I'm going to do something with this. Well, yeah, look that up, though. Like Gary? No, like, I'm telling them, like, if they, if they have never seen that. Like, if this, this is the first time they've heard that clip. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Like, look it up it's on YouTube. It's Gary Stridham, uh... WBF, what is it, 1992? 1992, yeah. Yeah, all I did was like the video, and now my YouTube feed is, like, popping up with, like, recommended bodybuilding contests. Oh, it's like I do now. (laughs) It's like, uh, what's his name, Seven, showing up on yours? Oh, God, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't even like the video. It just always, it random. 
Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> like, Goldust just uh, took over my YouTube feed. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't well, even, it's Goldust. Like, I don't even watch, like, Goldust stuff on my YouTube. Was that just yeah. applause? What was that? That was just, ooh! He <laughs> was saying, ooh! Oh, man. That's, it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I'm going to keep that edited. To, I'm going to, I got it all edited together and I want to like put, uh, it's hard to take the background noise out of that, yeah. but I, I, if I can, I want to do that and then add like hip hop drums to it. Like, t- t- <laughs> wow, wow, t- wow. <laughs> Just a little project, but a uh, little pet project. Yeah. Wow. Something to, something to do in your spare five seconds a day. Yeah, that's good five seconds to hit space bar and, you know. So, anyways, uh, I don't think we got a whole lot to talk about other than the year 1998, right? Is there anything else no, to talk dude, about? I've, I've got, I've got next to nothing okay. to talk about. I, obviously, I didn't. So nothing goes? I didn't watch SmackDown, obviously. No, I did and, not. And I did we, not see it either. we talked about, like, everything going on yesterday, so. Yeah, we pretty much covered all the, the news-ish stuff yesterday, so I think we got a wide open space for 1998. Now, we decided na- last night I'm going to do January to June, and you're going to do July to December, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. Because that's why... Well, I-, I hope so, because that's what I made notes for. <laughs> I know, that's what I worked on, too. I was like, I hope we didn't mess this up. Yeah. Um, Amanda, but no, and, it's, uh... Amanda and Tommy were playing uh, Mario Party, and I was sitting there taking notes. Perfect. Scouring yeah. the web. As far as the web goes, you scoured it? Oh, I scoured it. Top to bottom. Wow. Talk about stepping out for a night <laughs> of the town. Talk about stepping out for a night on the town. It's so good. Like, how... <laughs> Like, Vince is big-leaguing himself here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he he was so into... <laughs> he had to commentate it. Like <laughs> He loved it. He couldn't just start the Federation. He had, he had to commentate for it also. Oh, yeah, of course. He had to... Oh, he started the Federation? Yeah, it was, it okay. was his. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, Vince McMahon, dude. What would we, where would we be today without Vinnie Mac? You know, uh, probably not wrestling fans. No. So uh, I guess we owe our podcast to Vince McMahon. I mean, pretty much. If it wasn't for him. Uh, so as far as Vince McMahon goes, let's talk about wrestling in 1998, shall we? Sh- we shall. We shall. So uh, 1998, a huge year for wrestling. Mass. <laughs> the people in the true dawn of the Attitude Era, regardless of what's argued, 1998 was definitely the Attitude Era was effect. And, we, and uh, we've already done a full show on the Attitude Era, so let's uh, let's clear the air here. It's not going to be a rehashed episode. We're going to talk because in the Attitude Era show, we talked basically just WWE. WWE left. Yeah, exactly. So this is the th- the top three 
companies in America in 98. So, WWF, WCW, ECW. Yep. And, and this is probably the first time we've ever talked about ECW on a show. Yeah, it would be because we uh, we haven't covered any of that. So And... And it's kind of funny because when we started this, like in our bio, it says ECW, and we've mm. never covered ECW. <laughs> and this is the first ECW encounter. So and it's not even like in long form. It's like like numbers. That's really all I got for it is numbers. But anywho, um, yeah, the true dawn of the Attitude Era really in WWF, uh, WCW was definitely at a peak. Yeah. Um, and because this was also the year, which I'll get to in the month of April, where WWF took over the ratings war. Uh, and it, I think overall, 1998 was the year WWF, period, took over wrestling because yeah. the WCW wasn't in its dying days yet. It was it was coming it, to that point. But Starcade, a lot of people pinpoint Starcade 98 as yeah. the, the yeah. dying time. It's, it, it's the beginning of the end. All right, so uh, as far as January goes, um, you kick off with let's see. I believe I believe WCW always came before. Um, I never, I didn't do any of it in order. I just kind of tried to keep a flow going. Okay, so the Royal so Rumble. I don't have like the dates. I just have like the the main the main shows that happened. And yeah, we're good. We're good. I'll, I got your back. I got your back. Uh. Royal Rumble actually kicked off the year, January 18th. Uh, this was obviously, first of all, Stone Cold um, won the Royal Rumble by last eliminating The Rock. Uh, it's still hinted back then if somebody made it to the end of the Royal Rumble but didn't win. Uh, and they knew it, they had a star it, in The Rock. It was going to be, they were going to be a star in the in the future. Exactly. Uh, so this was definitely the beginning of the road to Stone Cold becoming the man, which really started a year or two earlier. You know, it's another one of those debatable things. Uh, and it also had the match where Shawn Michaels really fucked up his back uh, when he landed on the casket in the main event against The Undertaker. So as far as that goes, uh, as far as WWF goes, that's really the month of January there. Yeah, and, uh, and if you've never seen that spot where he goes over the top rope and hits his back on the casket, like, check that out because it's, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, an estimated 351,000 buy rate for the Man, pay-per-view. You really, you really dug. You got numbers and shit. I feel like I, 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 I didn't well, I got, do I got much the, work. I got the computer right in front of me, so if I got to bring up buy rates, we're good. Okay. Um, I also have things covered, so <laughs> I was excited. For wow! This wow! <laughs> oh man! All right. So uh, sold out comes next, January twenty fourth. Uh, it drew three hundred eighty thousand buy rates, so it. it Technically beat the Royal Rumble. 380,000 for sold out. 380,000 for sold out. Now, the w- as far as the buy rates go, the WCW numbers are different most places you look. And they're, har- they're kind of hard to come across a liable source. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty much all around that ballpark. And, you know, if you say 380,000, like we talked about the other day was 
maybe that's like replays too and stuff like that. So it sold out technically beat the Royal Rumble with a show that wasn't that fantastic. Uh, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, that's cool. Um, but there really wasn't a lot going on on that show. So, uh, you know that's... what, you know what I'd like to have numbers for. And I, I don't think a lot of people put this into perspective as far as wrestling goes, but like home video releases, cause home video was big yeah. still in the nineties. Cause it was, yeah, it was totally branded and everything. So I I'd like to, I'd like to eventually like look into some of those numbers. Yeah. I might do some hunting today on online and see if I can find some. As hunting goes, you will. Oh yeah, but not for animals because I don't, I don't personally believe in killing a defenseless deer that's done Instant nothing. Animals, unless it runs into my wife's van. Well, yeah, that's when you should probably kill it. Yeah, just snap, just twist its neck. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, all right, so we go into February. Once again, just WCW and WWF. March is when we start to see ECW uh, pay-per-views. Well, ECW didn't um, do as many shows. I mean, they did a lot of house no, I think shows they had like stuff, but... three or four. Yeah, but they didn't do pay-per-views. as many pay-per-views. Yeah, and this is the height um, of ECW '98. It's it is. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think the highest. Uh, grossing one was in 2000 and it was like anarchy rules or something i I can't remember i looked up those yeah i looked up those buy rates earlier today i actually got the numbers for the ecw shows Hmm. um so february kicks off a super brawl eight with the rematch of sting and hollywood hogan it's a longer match but it's also the same nwo fuckery as usual Um, exactly it's a hollywood hogan match which I think personally, Super Brawl uh, eight definitely beat No Way Out of Texas, and the numbers show that too because they had a better card. And No Way Out of Texas was really just a it was just a bunch of tag matches. But, I think but we've talked about No Way Out of Texas several times. Like yeah, I don't even know exactly. why exactly we've talked about it so much, but it seems like that's one of the non-major pay per views that we've talked about the most. Yeah, it's just and watch it. It's a really fun watch. Yeah, it's a good watch, but it's you know it it was definitely like it didn't play into any storylines though. It was literally just there to bridge the gap between the Rumble and Mania. Uh, DDP and Chris Benoit had a good match at Super Bowl Eight uh, for the U.S. title. Um, Jericho versus Hooventude. So Goldberg and Mongo again. Uh, I don't. No, Goldberg defeated Brad Armstrong. Mm. He was squashing. Okay, yeah, he was squashing. It, it was British Bulldog defeating Steve uh, Mungo McMichael. Mm. Um, and as far as numbers go, Super Brawl got 415,000 pay-per-view buys. <clears throat> and like I said, these numbers don't seem super accurate, but it's mostly what I've seen. And then uh, No Way Out of Texas got 189,000, which definitely Damn. sounds accurate. That's yeah, that's big, a low one. That's a big gap. Yeah. And like I said, Super Bowl's card looked a lot better. Yeah, and, so, and you got to think mean, about it too. No way out of Texas. This Shawn Michaels wasn't in the match that he no. was supposed to be in. So your champ's not even on the card. Yeah. So and yeah, I mean, it's almost drawing 200,000 pay-per-view buys without a champion is, you know, that's a <clears throat> that's a pretty good thing, I guess. Yeah. 
but I mean, you think about it, like you said at the top, I mean, this is the height of wrestling, and they're doing yeah. less than 200K, and WCW is pulling in over four. Well, not for long. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we roll into March. March kicks off day one with ECW's Living Dangerously. Some fun matches to see, like uh, RVD versus Two Cold Scorpio, Sandman versus Sabu, Dreamer versus Just Incredible. You know, your, your classic ECW matches. Uh, and a few weeks later, we see Uncensored from WCW. And it was another decent show for WCW. Uh, they were still in the running for the winner of the war. And it had one of my favorite WCW matches, Scott Hall versus Sting for the title. And that's the only reason it's one of my favorites is because Scott actually got a title shot. Yeah. That, so that was that was one of very few. I think he got like maybe three shots at the title the whole time he was there. I think you're exactly right. I think it was like three. Yeah. Uh, and then Hogan and Randy Savage in the main event in a steel cage, which was, you know, it went to a no contest because of the usual. NWO fuckery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as fuckery uh, goes, it was definitely NWO. Jericho and Malenko, and uh, Jericho beat Malenko by submission. It was for the cruiserweight title. It was 14 minutes long, so that was a good match. Um, and then we roll into WrestleMania, of course. Last but not least, uh, the passing of the torch actually occurred here in a classic main event with a classic finish shown in just about every video package. Uh. Like I said earlier, WCW is still in the running, and then this happened, and it started to decline because every TV was switching to WWF because Stone Cold was champion and because the Attitude Era was really going into full effect. And and WrestleMania 14, you always think of, like, two two little clips, two scenes from the main event. You think of Sean going for the Sweet Chin Music, Stone Cold catching his foot. Spins him around. And then you think of... uh, HBK pointing to Tyson's chest and then Tyson just decking his ass. Yep. Those yep. are the two spots of 14 that, like, literally when you were talking about, that was the two things that came to my mind. <clears throat> Those were, like, the two video things I was talking about. You see them in, like, every package. Yeah, they have to put it in there. Uh, Triple H and Owen Hart was a good match. Yeah. Undertaker and Kane was a cool beginning of a feud, which kind of lasted all year, but really... Uh, the next well, month was that, and then the next month they did the Inferno match, and that was kind of where it culminated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, ECW's Living Dangerously got three thousand pay per view buys. Uncensored got four hundred and fifteen thousand, and WrestleMania got seven hundred and thirty thousand. That's a little hi- that's a little higher than the number I remember, but I think that's correct. That's a big ass jump from the month before. Yeah, and well, and of course, you know, the Mike Tyson thing did work. Right. They they yeah. they kind of took well, that, was that the from the whole reason they brought him in was for pay-per-view buys. Yeah, and it was like WCW was doing bringing in Rodman and uh Carl Malone and that was getting them pay-per-view buys just to see the guys mm-hmm. wrestle or whatever. So, you know, I guess that's they kind of they kind of took that out of that book, but at the same time they didn't because they've done it before with like Lawrence Taylor and whatnot. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I mean, and and no disrespect to Lawrence Taylor because he was a hell of a football player, but the the drawing power between Tyson and LT is ridiculous. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Uh, so we lead into April, of course. Uh, 
WCW gets the pay-per-view number one of the month with Spring Stampede, a collection of good matches here, including a Sting and Macho Man match, which I remember was on the video cassette, the Sting Unmasked video cassette I had as a kid, or VHS. That I like video cassette. That's that's retro right there. Uh, you know, WWF, Spring Stampede always was a cool pay-per-view. Yeah, I liked it. And I liked this one with all the hay bales out there yeah. and stuff. It had that Western vibe to it. Yeah, it's cool. It was a it was a stampede, you know. There was also a baseball and it was bat. In the springtime. It was. Yeah, there was a baseball bat on a pole match. Ooh. Hogan wow. and Kevin Nash defeated Roddy Piper and the Giants, so they must have snagged that baseball bat on a pole match. Russo wasn't there yet, so that's kind of funny that it was on a pole. <clears throat> Do you think it was NWO fuckery is how they got the the ball bat off the pole, though? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it's Nash and Hogan. Yeah. How else would it have happened? The two biggest big leaguers of the big leaguers. As far as big leaguers go, they are the winners of that. Uh, WWF then has an in-your-house show, in-your-house, because right here it really wasn't. It was just kind of a dub on there. Uh, Unforgiven, which is the first of 11 Unforgivens, ending in 2008. Uh, 98, Unfor- 98 was kind of the... They had In Your House tied to the, it was, but In Your House was like the bottom tagline. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't In Your House. I think it was called uh, Unforgiven. In Your House, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like, same way with like Judgment Day later on in the year. It's Judgment Day In Your House, before which before, the years before, it's In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies, Beware Stuff of like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Unforgiven culminates the Undertaker and Kane rivalry with an Inferno match. And begins the Dude Love Incorporation versus Stone Cold rivalry. This really kicked the Vince McMahon and Stone Cold stuff. I, I kind of kicked off the month before, and he they always had that grudge. But I think that's when it really became like that rivalry. When like Austin didn't want to do be the the champion that Vince wanted them to be. Yep, and that leads into April thirteenth. The first time in 83 weeks that the WWF beat WCW in the ratings were winning 4.6 to 4.2. A week later, they fell once again to WCW, but the week after that, uh, April 27th, WWF won by a whopping 5.7 to 1.72. Damn. Yep. After the initial win, after almost two years, WWF begins to see a ratings boost for years to come with a single win in July Three known wins in August, two known wins in September, and one final known win in October 26, 1998, by a mere 4.6 to 4. That would be their final win for WCW in the Monday Night Wars ratings battle. So, you really, October 26 is really the last win. So, you could, you could honestly say that October 98 was kind of the decline of WCW. Basically, when they started losing ratings, so I mean, and that led into Starcade, you know. So, yeah. well, I, was... I think, you know, and I remember 1998 pretty well, and that's why we're doing it because we actually remember this year. <laughs> it's a good no, one, and, and we didn't really feel like <clears throat> doing any quote unquote prep, even though you've obviously done your homework, but a little bit, a little. I bit. mean, it, it, when you when we can go back to stuff like this. It makes it fun again for us to talk about it. 
Yeah, because like we said yesterday, and you know what was fun about this one is I didn't have to watch a show. You just had to read. Yeah. And remember, like, I, you know, I would read online, and it's not, you know, just different sites, whatever. And then if I didn't remember something, I'd watch, like, a little clip of something. Yeah, exactly. Just to refresh. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit there and watch entire shows. Because I've seen all these. I've, I've watched them all live. Well, and it's just, it it becomes tedious when you have to note and watch and note and watch and note and watch. Yeah. Like our next pay-per-view review, we should just watch it and then just talk about it. You know, yeah. because the notes, it it's cool and all, but it's like, it, it, you don't actually get to watch the fucking show. You got to sit there and look up, look down, look up, look down, look up, look down. Pause, look up, look down. Pause. Rewind. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Okay, I heard what he said. What the fuck just happened? I didn't even see the move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, had Springsteen getting 275 pay-per-view buys, and Unforgiven got 309,000. So, there you see uh, following up from the month beat him yet again. But we get to May, and that changes a little bit. Uh, ECW once again kicks off. A month with show Russell Palooza with a classic RVD Sabu match on it for this one, but they had a lot of good bouts. That's kind of like the that's like a marquee ECW thing was always Sabu and RVD. Yeah, that was that was definitely I always remember. Um, Slamboree pay per view with a few memorable matches, uh, and on the last day of the month, last day. WWF does Over the Edge in your house with the classic main event, to me at least, because I remember renting all another dude love and Stone Cold Affair, this time with Vince as a special ref and a Falls Count Anywhere match. And that's probably the most memorable dude love match. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, and, and looking back, you know, they always, everybody always talks about the three faces of Foley. Like, when you really think about it, Dude Love wasn't around very long. No, it was just really a short stint in 98. That was really it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a couple of months. And then he, and that was it. The three different entrants in the Royal Rumble at 98. So, yeah. Um, Russell Palooza got 75. Being Russell Palooza was, I can't remember if it was one of their top shows or not. Um, it, 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 I mean, it, for ECW, like all of their pay per views were top shows because they were, the, they had the, that's all they had was the big four. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, 75,000 for Wrestlepalooza, Slamboree, uh, beating WWF with 275,000 over, uh, over the edge, getting 211,000. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. 
the 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. So they That's they still price. had a yeah they still had a bit of a win, and that was after the initial um ratings change there. Because I so. mean, I even remember that month being more pumped for Over the Edge than Slambury. Yeah, and uh, like I remember being a kid. I was, of course, I was younger than you, and you probably have more recollection of it. But I, I remember like we pretty it pretty much came to at this point we would just tape uh, Raw, and then I would. Yeah. I guess I would see the highlights of Nitro or something somehow. I don't remember, but like. I would usually, I think, if I recall, I would watch Nitro started an hour. No, yeah, it did. Yeah, seven to yeah. ten at this time. Yeah. It was three hours. So I watched the first hour of Nitro, and my bedtime was eight because I was like five, and uh, my parents would tape Raw for me because it didn't start until eight. So. Yeah, so I'd watch Raw the next day. Anyways, that's how I remember it. But yeah, I don't remember. Of being pumped for WCW stuff during this year because there was it was everything was Stone Cold you know you're a little kid yeah. and you're like yeah Stone Cold the Rock Stone Cold the Rock. Anyways, um, June rolls around and of course, pretty classic pay per views here. Uh, let me see here, page. Um, of course, we get the Great American Bat. Yeah, then we get King of the Ring '98, which is of course a. Let me get my prep work done. Um, let me see. As normal, WCW has the first pay per view of the month with the Great American Cash, which is always a fun show to watch as it's. I wish WWF or WWE now would bring it back. Uh, then we get very memorable King of the Ring for the Undertaker and Mankind, which we've talked about. Rock wins the King of the Ring tournament, but the Rock goes on to win the Ken Shamrock doesn't. That was interesting. Yeah. I just I, I I didn't think of that until now, or until I was doing this earlier. But it was always. You know, it was around that time where that person got a push, and Shamrock really never got that. No, and, and the... I think, like, we talked about the In Your House DX pay-per-view in December of 97. We talked about that last year. And it was, like, to test yeah. the waters for Shamrock, and it, I don't think it went as well as it could have. But I think a lot yeah. of that had to do with Sean, too. Yeah. That exactly the the backstage politicking that Sean was uh, was known for. I think that probably had something to do with that. Maybe I don't know. Um, uh, Kane and Stone Cold are in a first first blood main event. Uh, the cell gets used for that as well because I believe this match went on after the the Taker and Mankind thing, which was like, how can you follow that? Right. And yeah, I think and Stone I, Cold I said that. I remember watching this because uh the like I've I've talked about it before. Uh the night of King of the Ring, I was actually flying to my dad's 
and I remember getting there in time to watch King of the Ring. Like, I flew there in the afternoon, and we ordered King of the Ring, and I remember watching the Taker and Mankind match, and I was like, well, we still got the Austin match, and, like, we were all, like, just sitting in the living room, and we were all, like, worn out from watching that match. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously... It was hard to follow there. Yeah. And you get, the and you get of course, in that main event, you also had the fuckery with Taker and Mankind coming and getting involved. Yeah, and that causes Stone to lose the match, but he regains the title with his big elbow cast because he had staff in front of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, it, that, was, that was weird. That was weird. Uh, the Great American Bash got 90,000 while King of the Ring got 310,000. Howdy, y'all, and y'all better not forget you gotta go over to collarandelbowbrand.com and use coupon code HEELS and QUADS and all caps at checkout to save you 10% on your order. But you can also go to zubas.com and use coupon code HEELS and QUADS and all caps at checkout, but that saves you 15% on your order. My grandpa said he remembers Zubas, and he said you ought to swing by there and buy some shirts. That's some dang good country. I wanted to thank you for listening and being a part of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. But I just have one favor to ask. And that is that you visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. It's your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast merchandise. And we got plenty of it for you. You won't regret it. You know you need some new shirts. You need some new swag. So hit up ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads to help support the show and help fix that damn wardrobe of yours. As always, we like to shout out our sponsors, Heroes Hideout, H-Hideout Toys on Twitter, Heroes Hideout on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you head over to HeroesHideoutNY.com. Use code QUADS at checkout. Save 10% off your order for all Funko Pop action figure meet and greet needs. That's HeroesHideoutNY.com. Heroes Hideout is your new access to entertainment. Are you a man that prefers the can and likes the occasional wine? Well, look no further, as we have a solution for you. Man Can Wine. That's right, wine in a can. Our friends over at mancanwine.com have the ultimate drink for any man or woman looking for their favorite adult beverage in a can. They come in a variety of flavors. Red, white, fizz, and rosé. Each can contains the equivalent to a half a bottle of wine and 12.5% alcohol. Each can also has a special inner lining to prevent that aluminum taste that we all know. So head over to mancanwine.com and get your koozies ready or purchase them at mancanwine.com from Mancan, your very own Mancan koozie. Make sure to use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. 
That's mancanwine.com using coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. Is it because we put over Anchor yesterday that this is happening? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, I think we... Every uh, time, dude. We put our eggs in one basket and they hatch today. <laughs> yeah, every time. Like, I, I even went to as far as to go into the app store to see if I had an update for Anchor just now. Yeah. Because uh... it wasn't even connecting. And, like, the last two minutes you were talking... It was it choppy. Getting choppy. Choppy, choppy, pee pee. Yeah, choppy, choppy, pee pee. But I think, like, sometimes when it goes, when it's flowing, like, it still records fine. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's your turn there, Bubba. Okay. So we go on to July of 98. WCW is holding Bash at the Beach. The most notable match, of course, is Hogan and Rodzilla teaming in a losing effort against Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. I remember this not only because I watched it, but also because it was covered by ESPN. Uh, and that, and thus, like I just said earlier, Carl Malone, that pay-per-view got 580,000 pay-per-view buys. Yeah, and I, I just always thought that that's one of my fondest memories of wrestling as a kid was – you know, Hogan being on Sports Center. Like they you know how like old school Sports Center it was like that tan background. Yeah. They showed the stats. Yeah. Well they did that same thing with this match. Mm. Like <laughs> Okay. It was it was very odd. Like they showed video of it and then it was like the, the tan backing and it showed like you know, it said Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone defeat Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. And this, of course, comes off the heels of the NBA Finals when the Bulls beat the Utah Jazz. And uh, actually, Dennis Rodman missing a practice for the Bulls to uh, attend a Nitro. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was, uh, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, Phil Jackson was pissed. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then, of course, in July of 98, the next night after Bash to the Beach... A young 11-year-old Tommy Walters in attendance at WWF Raw's War for his first televised wrestling event on cable TV, that is, at the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, to see the tag team titles on the line not once but twice, with Kane and Mankind winning the titles in the first match, and the second ending in a draw with Austin and Undertaker as special guest enforcers. And that was the... Like the clip you played earlier, right? That was the raw, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the same Val Venus one. Uh, honey, have you found the remote? <laughs> honey, did you find the remote? <laughs> and of course, this raw is also known for the first return of Shawn Michaels, who opened Raw and would join Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. Oh, that's right for the uh, for the entire for the entire night, which kind of sucked for us being in attendance because we couldn't hear anything. But you could look at him. But yeah, I got to look at him the whole night. So. And he, I mean, he is a heartbreak kid, you know. So. He's a heartbreaker. And this was his first like weird schoolgirl haircut as well. Didn't he have his shirt off the whole time or something? No, he was wearing like a light blue 
Oh, okay, okay. Regular T-shirt. But, I mean, he I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, this is leading up to – it's continuing the build for SummerSlam, Austin versus Taker. Um, two weeks later, fully loaded, Austin and Taker win the tag team titles, of course, because they're going to be going ahead, head-to-head in the next pay-per-view at SummerSlam. And also Triple H versus The Rock in a great two out of three falls match, which actually ends in a draw <laughs> one-to-one because they hit the 30-minute time limit. Wow. Uh, That's fully a- loaded. Yeah, I know. It's kind of shitty, but it was a good match. Um, Owen Hart also defeats Ken Shamrock in the dungeon. That's a pretty, pretty memorable match from that card. Also notable from fully loaded is of course the Sable handprint bikini. Oh yeah. I remember renting this one from Harps as well a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's probably the reason why every time I rented it, it got really choppy at that part. Yeah. <laughs> chubby, chubby, pee pee. 329,000 pay-per-view buys. For Fully Loaded? Yes. And what was Bash of the Beach? 500 and what? Uh, five... 580. Yeah. So they beat it by a mile because it was, you know, but it celebrity. Was Rodman and Malone, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so in August, ECW holds Heat Wave, which includes Rob Van Dam and Sabu retaining the tag titles. Taz retaining the FTW title, which is one of my favorite belts. Yeah. It was like an honorable mention uh, against Bam Bam Bigelow, which I always really enjoyed Bam Bam in ECW. I don't know why, but. Yeah, Bam Bam was great in ECW. I don't know. He fit in. Yeah, I preferred his ECW run more than WWF, but I also liked his WCW run at the end. Yeah. The triad. The Jersey Triad. But I think that's why he fit into ECW so well was that Northeastern had something style, to do with maybe. It. Sorry, I had to drink. I had to take a drink of coffee. Oh, it's okay, Bubba. Uh, but it was a Falls Count Anywhere match. And then in a street fight, won by Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley, they defeated Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick D- Dudley. Oh, Big Dick. Uh, I found the I found the heat wave stats. It had okay. seventy thousand pay per view buys. Not bad. Uh, and a hundred and ten thousand dollar gate for four thousand three hundred seventy six people. That's interesting. That's not too shabby. No, that's pretty good. That's a that's a pricey I, ticket there. Yeah, and, and if you compare it to a WWF event, I mean that's right there with it. Yeah. Or even even a little better per per person because WWF was a lot of paper did stuff. Yeah. So, well, and then of course WCW has their annual Sturgis event, Road Wild, with a zero dollar gate <laughs> <laughs> because it was free. Yeah, and that's legit. Um, this year it's headlined by another victorious DDP led team with Jay Leno. Yes, Jay. Oh, yeah, that's right. With Kevin Eubanks in their corner versus Hollywood Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Also, Goldberg wins an Invitational Battle Royal, last eliminating the Giant, I believe, or Lex Luger, one of the two. So Jay Leno wasn't as big of a draw as Carl Malone because Road Wild '98 got three hundred and sixty-five thousand. I'm surprised he got that many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But, I mean, they did hype it really well because Hogan and Bischoff were constantly on The Tonight Show. Yeah, that is true. And I remember, because for some reason, like, I guess it was because we didn't have cable at the time, so I really only got NBC, CBS, ABC, and UPN. So I watched a lot of The Tonight Show and Conan and, you know, SNL and stuff. Good late night shows, yeah. Yeah. And even being 11 years old, I'm watching The Tonight Show with Jay Leno on a school night. Where'd uh, you go? And <laughs> By the way, I sent Levi a picture yesterday, and I'll, I'll post it on Twitter, even though it's super blurry. Because my stepmother's mother, so my step-grandmother, took a picture of the picture that was on her fridge. And it's me from the summer of 98 in my Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, baseball jersey. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't see it at all. <laughs> uh, in WWF, it's SummerSlam '98. Austin retains the title, and then in this match, it's famous or infamous rather for Austin getting knocked out midway through the match, and Earl Hebner tell it, having to tell Austin where he is, and he says, "You're at the Garden, son." Yeah, that was a. That's a. That's a classic, classic moment there. Stone Cold's told that story a lot. It's always, that's always fun to and hear. And that's actually where where the this information came from. It wasn't from looking online. It was from him telling the story several thousand times on his podcast. Oh, that uh, and and every documentary has yeah, the story every, in yeah, it. every yeah, the Stone Cold Truth, what, and yep. uh, everything else. Uh, and I'm not really covering SummerSlam 98 because it is one we have talked about probably more than any other pay-per-view yeah, ever, and we haven't covered it in full, but we will eventually get to it. Uh, also, perhaps one of the greatest ladder matches of all time as Triple H finally defeats The Rock for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that was a classic. Yeah, and it was like that cool yellow ladder. Yeah, no, it was like it was a real ladder. That's why. Yeah, it was it was a certified Home Depot ladder. Yeah, uh, uh, this is this is that famous. I think everybody knows the number seven hundred thousand by mm-hmm. rate. It was huge, and I'm still waiting on the VHS copy, Dad. <laughs> uh, September in WCW, the Ultimate Warrior returns to end Hollywood Hogan's reign. And at Fall Brawl, the team of Diamond Dallas Page, Rowdy, Roddy, Piper, and the Warrior defeated Hogan, Bret Hart, and Stevie Ray, who's the odd man out, and the team of Nash, Luger, and Sting. Yeah. Look at the names on that real quick. (laughs) You got Diamond Dallas Page, you got Piper, you got Warrior, you got Hogan, you got Bret Hart, you got Kevin Nash, Lex Luger, Sting, and Stevie Ray. And drew a mere 275,000 buys. Which is surprising because this is one of my least favorite pay-per-views of all time. Yeah, that the whole Warrior comeback thing was, it, it was, of course it was after they started, they, this is when they started losing the ratings war. And actually I think they had, they were winning at this point for like a couple of weeks, but they well, were, I think the Ultimate Warrior was back and everybody assumed it was going to be great. Exactly, and then that happened, and they got their final win a month later. <laughs> of course, you have like the the Hogan mirror thing, and oh uh, god, I always forget about that. And and in this in this event, the 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 fog, yeah, the trap door, um, and actually 
there were two warriors in this, and playing the Ultimate Warriors double was actually the Renegade. Oh, that's right. Who we've talked about to some extent while covering WCW 95. His best match was with uh, Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> I think that's the exact match we talked about. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, you could say it was... Or no, 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 it was uh, DDP. Oh, that's right, yes. yeah, DDP. And honestly, Sorry. you could say it was Arn Anderson because Arn Anderson carried him, but he also beat Arn, so... Yeah. So you can't say it? Uh, an ECW cyber clash took place and former guest, Mikey Whipwreck, took on and defeated his upcoming podcast co-host, Jerry Lynn. Put Mikey over a little bit there. Yeah. Also, Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch, I remember the story, or the storyline. Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch, Sonny, defeated Lance Storm and Tammy Lynn Bitch. Oh, boy. I always thought that was funny because it's just a play on words. and They even spelled it B-Y-T-C-H. Oh. Yeah. Do you have a number for Cyberclass? I do not have a number for Cyberclass. That's not listed on the... I, I think that was like a streaming... Early you know, streaming ECW stuff. always tried to stream there sometimes. Yeah. I and don't have that all, number. And it was always some fuckery. Yeah. Because, I mean, even, like, in the early days of Ring of Honor, like, their streaming IPPVs were, like, never really worked for a while. Well, and it's a lot of people don't want to buy into that because you know it's going to be a shitty stream. Yeah. So you don't want to pay. I mean, think about 1998. Jesus Christ. I mean, I remember WCW, like, doing, like, playing house shows, like, their big house shows. Like, they did one at the Forum, and it was Hogan and Sting in a cage. And you could actually find video of it now on YouTube, but and it's fan film, but you can find it. But I remember them playing it on their website. You could pay like five ninety nine or something, and you could listen to it. You, you couldn't watch it though. You couldn't watch it, but you could listen to it on real audio. Interesting wrestling radio. Yeah, if anybody remembers real audio. It was big in the late 90s, early 2000s. Real, real audio. Oh, 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 oh. As I uh, fill my coffee up here. Real audio sounds about like the HD DVDs that were around for about a year. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Those had really good quality. They were good, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Blu-ray obviously just blew them out of the water. But for the time, HD DVD was going to be where it was at. Yeah, and now and remember, 4K Blu-rays are out, so that's how yeah, far we are in. And they're getting huge. Yeah. Like, Walmart has, like, three sections now, 4K Blu-rays. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much everywhere you go, there's the there's the small DVD section, then the Blu-ray, and then the and then the 4K. But, you know, I don't, I don't think got, they like, should the phase out. the box sets and the 4K steelbooks now. And... Oh, yeah, which actually, the other day, I just purchased the... Uh, Limited edition steelbook of The Return of the Living Dead from Best Buy for only $10. Ooh. And last night on Xbox, I gotta throw this little shout out real quick. Uh, I found a sale on the Friday the 13th game. Yeah. I bought it for $6 last night. Nice. Well, I have uh, PlayStation Plus, and I'm currently playing that game, not right this second, but it is free for the entire month of October on PlayStation. Oh. 
So I have played it as well, and I gotta admit, dude, it's creepy. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun and creepy. I was I played it twice, played two games this morning. It's kind of a pain in the ass at first because Jason is so slow, but then you're like, oh, oh yeah, God, he's supposed to be slow. Nuts, dude. I'm like, yeah, you can run, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, but you gotta remember he doesn't do that. Away, like, cut her head off. Why are you walking so slow? Yeah, <laughs> and then you like figure out how to do like the special shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then like he like freaking like morphs into another spot. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Pretty well, that's tight. what he does in the movies. You know? Yeah, but I mean, if you play against. Or if you play as one of the kids, it's fucking terrifying. When he just shows up. And you're like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're trying to, like, break into a window and shit, and he's right behind you, like, swinging his freaking knife. Yeah. His machete. His machete. Um, okay. WWF was fucked up at breakdown with the main event being a triple threat. Only Kane and Taker couldn't pin each other. However, they would ultimately win, leading to the title being vacated. I gotta tell you, I don't have numbers for breakdown. Probably because it did like two. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because I I remember the build to the match on Raw, and I'm like, okay, so it's a triple threat match, but Kane and Undertaker are pretty much a team because they can't pin each other. Yeah, it was a real weird. It was a weird thing. You know, I was reading, I, I was looking up buy rates and stuff earlier, and there's this one page, it's, it's on a wrestling forum, and this dude did all the buy rates for 98, and his whole point is to prove that Stone Cold wasn't a draw. And I, I wish I could get a hold of this guy and be like, Stone Cold wasn't a draw. Okay, so maybe all the pay-per-views buy rates weren't over 500,000, but you know how much merch that dude sold? <laughs> Like, is that, was that not factored in? Obviously, he's never heard of the Austin 316 run. Yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, you never heard of that run. Uh, and then, what a like, fucking jackass moron. Yeah, and, it's, and, he's go, and he goes on about how The Rock drew more that year and blah, blah, blah. Bull and he said, and he, said, and he goes, he, he put that Rock Bottom was a failure because it was Stone Cold versus Taker and it didn't draw the name of the fucking show was Rock Bottom. The his face was on the fucking banners on each side yes. of the I mean, dick. Yeah, so this fucking guy, I got I don't even want to look it up. What is his name? I want to have him on the fucking show. Yeah, let me find this shit. I'm going to look it up cuz I'm pissed now. <laughs> now I'm pissed, dude. I didn't even know about this and now you got me all freaking jazzed up. Yeah, yeah, it made me mad. Dude, I will give this I will give this motherfucker a Stone Cold Stunner right now. Yeah, let me find that. Okay, I found the, it's on a forum. Uh, it's loading. I got a lot going on right now. Luckily, we have a little bit of time, and we're going into October right now. So <laughs> his name is Moron. His of name course, is, it fucking is because his, he is one. His name is WWF Attitude WM, and then under it it says Moron. Yeah. Proof they that Austin was that because everybody else on the forum saw it and they're like, dude, you're a fucking retard. Proof that Austin was not the face of the Attitude Era and was not the most popular superstar of all time. Rock was the top draw of the Attitude Era. Anytime dude. an Austin fan attempts to oh make the claim God. that Austin was a huge draw, use the sources from now on. Austin failed the Royal Rumble ninety eight, No Way Out ninety eight. Over the Edge ninety eight, fully loaded ninety nine. Nothing to do with No Way Out ninety eight. Exactly. 
Exactly. Nobody did. Kane was on the fucking poster. Yep. And I got to scroll down a bit here. Oh my god, I'm like furious right now. I know. I'm like, we're I'm talking pissed about, about it from 20 years ago, and I'm heated. <laughs> uh, Austin I'm was a regular 30... Jim Cornette over here. Austin was in 33 pay-per-view main events from 98 to 02. Out of the 33, 20 had to do with Mr. McMahon. 25 were drawn by other factors. Uh, WrestleMania 20 14. of them had to do with Mr. McMahon because he's the owner of the fucking company. Yep. Out of the rest of the eight pay-per-views without the factors, Austin failed them all. Royal Rumble 98, low for an Attitude Era Royal Rumble, no way out 98, no stats listed there, just the buy rate because he's wrong. Over the Edge 98 because it's fucking over the edge. Uh, Rock Bottom fails to mention the fact that The Rock's name was on all the posters. Not that The Rock didn't have the drawing power. It was a B-show. I'm not saying that at all. The December show never draws. No. That's just how it goes. Uh, fully loaded well, and, 99 and if, if in 98 or 97 or in the 90s period if you're gonna watch a pay-per-view in 98 or in the 90s in wrestling you're gonna watch starcade dude yeah that's their in main december event. exactly because in december people buy starcade uh no mercy 99 triple h in austin 327 thousand buys lowest drawing pay-per-view of 99 that doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that wow it, was... it did over three hundred thousand pay-per-view buys when pay-per-views were forty dollars a pop yeah okay here's a good one survivor series 2000 triple h and austin has main event with rock rikishi and angle and undertaker blah blah, blah. four hundred thousand buys lowest drawing pay-per-view of 2000 austin fails again that is exactly Has what he wrote. Have you ever seen the garbage that was fucking WrestleMania 2000 and Austin wasn't even near the card? Yeah. Like, I don't care what the buy rate was for that show. It was shit. Backlash 2001, Austin and Triple H versus The Undertaker and Kane. 375,000 buys. Huge drop from No Way Out 01. Uh, they had 509,000 for that. And a, huge- a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Huge drop from WrestleMania 17, which was a million, so of course it's a huge fucking drop. It's a huge drop because the main event's a fucking tag match. Yep. yep. And most, the majority, yeah, the majority of successful 99 pay-per-views were headlined by The Rock and Mankind. Rumble 99, Valentine's Day Massacre, WrestleMania 15 was Rock and Austin. Why did he list that if it, that was, what a fucking, this dude's a fucking idiot. Valentine's Day Massacre? Yeah, that was headlined by Stone Cold and fucking McMahon, McMahon dude. McMahon in the cage, dude. That wasn't headlined by The Rock and Mankind. This dude's a fucking idiot. He's a moron. Dude, I... Oh, my God. Like, I want to join that forum. Like, send me the link. I'm going to join the forum, and I'm just going to send this dude, like, 
fucking hate DMs. His his nothing makes sense. And it's and it's literally like this isn't me saying the Rock wasn't a bigger draw. The Rock was a big draw. He was a huge draw, but it has nothing to do with Stone Cold being a failure. Austin's best year, he made six million, while The Rock made fifteen million yearly. Rock earned more than double. Where does that? How does he even know the salaries? Well, not only that, dude. Think about how many better fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts there are than Rock shirts. Yep. Like, no doubt about it. Rock was a bit his final. Rock was a bigger draw than Austin. Now, common Austin fan arguments. Why did Austin go last? Why did Austin go last rather? Than Rock at certain pay-per-views. As far as pay-per-views such as why Austin would be the last match on certain pay-per-views, Rock Bottom 98 had a Buried Alive match. This would need to go last. Rock was the winner of the Royal Rumble. They had a Buried Alive match on fucking SmackDown. Here's his reasoning for St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Big Show is going to debut by coming out of the ring, tearing a hole through the ring. This would need to go on last. He he didn't tear a hole through the ring. He didn't. And not only that, but it went on last because it was for McMahon's number one contender sh- spot at Mania. Yep. Survivor a, Series. Because Austin and McMahon was the biggest rivalry of 1998. PWI. Sur- baby. Survivor Series up. 2000, his reasoning is forklift slash car. What does that fucking have to do with anything? Wait, what? Yeah, Survivor Series 2000. The reason Stone Cold was in the main event is because there was a forklift slash car involved. What does that have Dude, to do? Dude, I'm not going to, like, argue. I would never argue that that The Rock wasn't a better wrestler than Austin, but Austin was a bigger wrestling star. Wow, this guy is a dirt bag, dude. Who the f- I don't know, man. We got to stop talking about it. We're, we're, <laughs> that's, it's dumb. This dude's a fucking idiot. He's a troll. He posted this September 27th, 2014. Oh, he probably fell off the face of the earth since then. Then Somebody probably shit on him, dude. And shit they his pro- mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to spew shit out? I'm going to put more in it. Like, Yeah. Who the fuck, man? What a garbage can of a human being. Yeah, of course The Rock drew more than Austin. When Austin was gone... Because he was hurt all the fucking time. Yeah, because he fucking had, like, no knees. (laughs) He wrestled without knees. I mean, come on. He killed 50 men. Oh, wait, that's Cotton Hill. (laughs) Dude, dude. like, this guy's a freaking... Oh, what a a douche. Yeah, shout out to that fuck face. I hope you know that you're dumb. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so even to, like... I'll admit, like, The Rock is the biggest star in the world right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As far as wrestling goes, <laughs> like, I I still believe Stone Cold is, if not the biggest star ever. And Vince McMahon even said that. Yeah. Vince McMahon, cue the wow. Yeah. Vince McMahon. Oh, sorry. That, <laughs> I was, like, waiting for it. I'm like... Vince McMahon. Do that one more time. Vince McMahon even said he was the biggest star in wrestling of all time. Not Gary Strider. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. 
See? There we go. Yeah, see? <laughs> he said it. <laughs> he and if said I it. I wanted to take the time this morning to edit that all together, I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah. But I'm just – the point is this guy doesn't know his ass – his asshole from his elbow. He was probably and, not even born yet, dude. Yeah. He's he's just like, oh, well, I'm going to look at this. No, he's just making shit up. I was, I was five years old, so there's a good chance this dude wasn't born yet. Because, well, I mean. I'm mad know. because I'm a 31-year-old fucking man that's married and has kids. And I'm pissed about some jabron talking about wrestling from 20 years ago. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> in a post that was made four years ago, that's what makes me even more mad is that I'm still talking about it. Yeah. So let's move on. Fuck All it. right. You're in, you're in October now. October. WWF Judgment Day. Austin is quote-unquote fired because the vacated match, the vacated title match between Taker and Kane ends, a, ends in a no contest. Which, uh, yeah, because he pins them both down and he goes, ring that bell. <laughs> Ring that damn bell, you son of a bitch! And then he tells Vince McMahon, "He better get his little ass down here. <laughs> get your little ass down here." Do you okay? While we're on that topic, do you remember like 2012 when they always said "little fat ass"? No, or no, Triple H and CM Punk when they're having their little feud or whatever. They said "fat ass" all the time. They, they'd say "skinny fat ass." No, I don't recall that. Okay, I gotta, I gotta find a clip and I'll send it to you. But okay, like I just, I don't know why that. Uh, just you're little. Me. Stone Cold, everybody was little. Yeah, little or dumb. <laughs> yeah. Little or dumb. <laughs> Either he was way, very they were demeaning. All sons of a bitch. Yeah, he was very demeaning to his opponents. Uh, do you have a number for Judgment Day '98? I do. Stone Cold couldn't draw, but he got three hundred twenty-seven thousand. WWF got 327,000 buys for Judgment Day. Stone Cold was the special guest ref, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. In this match. This was also the first of 12 Judgment Days. Yes. But this was Judgment Day, subtitle. In your house. house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 327,000 buys for a first-time pay-per-view. Yeah. So not too shabby. Too, oh, excuse me. No, it was it, this would be eleven uh, Judgment Days because there wasn't one in '99. My bad. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I don't know because there was uh, what was in because they moved. First of all, they moved it back to May when it came back, but uh, I can't remember what show was in the place of that October. Oh, it was uh, maybe it was No Mercy. Yeah. Okay. No Mercy was the that was the start of No Mercy yeah, in ninety nine. Well, no Mercy is still kind of a October ish title for a pay per view. Yeah, because No Mercy in ninety eight was a British pay per view. That's right. Is that the was that like the five way or whatever with Bulldog? That was in ninety nine. That was ninety nine. No, that was uh that was Unforgiven ninety nine. Is that okay? I'm yeah. Confused. Uh, that guy got me rattled. I'm all like pissy. All yeah, mad. I know. I know. Me too. All right. And speaking of October of '98 and wrestling, WCW holds Halloween Havoc. Probably Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc, if I'm not mistaken. Most likely. Hogan and Warrior Two is a fucking disaster. Yeah. 
And, of course, Goldberg and DDP actually gets cut off because they run out of time. 310,000 pay-per-view buys. Not bad. I like Halloween Havoc 98 because of that main event. Goldberg and DDP. That was well, a good Well, I mean, if you would have bought it in 98, you would have been pissed because you wouldn't have been able to see it until the next night on the, Nitro. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of funny because, you know, yesterday we were talking about how we were burnt out on wrestling because, you know, all in and, you know, we we're spoiled and we have, you know, it's work now. But, like, they were w- worried about running overtime, which they were really close. Like, what was it, three seconds or something? Yeah, that pin came just in time. But, like, WCW 98, like, we were talking about technical difficulties with NWA yesterday as well. That's a big fuck up. Yeah, that's a huge deal, man, because you you didn't just lose like a pinfall. Like you lost like half the main event, more than and, half. And you lost money because you're going to have to ret- you're going to have to pay everybody refunds yep. because they didn't see the main event. Yep, and I think and they did, too. They sent everybody's money back. Yep. That's a lot of that's a lot of effing up there. Yep. That's three. That's whatever the pay per views were back then. That's three hundred and ten thousand times what thirty bucks. Yeah, th- probably thirty, thirty-five, something like that. That's a lot well, of money, man. It had man. Hogan on it, so it was more. Oh, true that. It would so have been just... like five dollars more, so it's probably thirty-five, forty. Yeah, let's just say three ten times. Let's say thirty. That's nine million dollars. Yeah. Oof. That's rough. And we wonder why WCW went out of business. Yeah. But it's but it's all Eric Bischoff's fault. Oh yeah, that's uh another one of those things. Okay, so moving on November of nineteen ninety eight, WWF Survivor Series Deadly Games. Is Deadly held- Games <laughs> is held in St. Louis. It includes the tournament for the vacated WWF title, which includes a reinstated Stone Cold Steve Austin, but ends in The Rock being crowned champion after some main event final screwery, that's quote in my notes, versus Mankind. 478,000 buys. Pretty good for... uh... Yeah, I remember being fucking amped for this one. Because it's not a bad Survivor Series, man. As you and all of our listeners know, I love WWF title tournaments. Yeah, tournaments are great. And I, th- I honestly think Survivor Series 98 is highly underrated. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is WCW fun. holds World, World War Three, which is won by Kevin Nash. However, the main event is a U.S. title match in which DDP retains versus Bret Hart. It's because it was Brett, and he had to be in the main. He was big leaguing the fuck out of him. 250,000 buys for World War III. Not bad. Not terrible. And an ECW November to Remember is headlined by the new triple threat, Rob Van Dam, Taz, and Sabu defeating Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Chris Candido. That's a a good-sized ECW main event right there. Yep, uh, 75,000 buys, a gate of $90,000 with 5,800 people. And nobody on the card got paid. <laughs> no, and nobody got paid. Uh, 
Okay. December. We're in the final month of 1998. Uh, we get an amazing UK-only Capital Carnage pay-per-view, which featured The Rock retaining the title versus X-Pac, and Austin winning a fatal four-way versus Undertaker, Kane, and Mankind. Do we have a... Do they have a buy for the UK-only pay-per-views? Um, I'm trying to find that. Uh... I can't imagine it being very, very uh, high. No, let me see. However, this is one of those ones that I remember when the VHS came out and having to go buy it because it was a UK-only pay-per-view. I remember running – that's another one they had at Harps, Capital Carnage. I rented that like 20 times, and I barely remember the show. I loved the cover. I loved the show. I don't know why because the UK-only pay-per-views were a lot like a – basically like a televised house show. Yeah. But I liked it for some reason. What the fuck was that? There's a little notification. Uh, I don't have Capital Carnage, but I do have Rock Bottom, which and came that's in what it. I'm talking about, right? Meow. At Rock Bottom, Mankind defeated The Rock for the WWF title. Is that true? Uh, I don't think he beat The Rock. Well, he wins the match, but I don't think he won the title. I don't. Yeah, I don't recall him winning the title because that was that. That was the the like what was it. January 3rd or something? Yeah. That's not right. No. Yeah. No bubba. I, but look it up. I think he won the match. Uh, while I'm looking that up, that's 287,000 pay-per-view buys. Yeah, because Austin was in the main event where he defeated Undertaker in a buried alive match to earn the right to compete in the Royal Rumble match. Yep. That was true. Uh, right here on the page. Uh, Mankind did defeat The Rock by knockout. Hmm. But it, it was for the WWF Championship, but I I don't recall. I'm assuming that's like some kind of no contest. Yeah, Mankind won his first WWF Championship on the January 4th episode of Raw by defeating The Rock in the main event, thanks Which to interference by Stone Cold. correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because that's the one where Tony Schiavone says, don't change the channel on Rob. Uh, Mick Foley, who wrestled here as Cactus Jack, wins their title, and that'll put butts in the seats. Yeah, and then they sent 600, about 600,000 viewers over to Raw by yeah, doing why, that. <laughs> why don't you go that way, Bubba? <laughs> yeah, here, watch this. This is cool. And then they all turned. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, to – well, we've got – I've got two more little notes about December. WCW Starcade is headlined without Hogan on the card by Kevin Nash ending Goldberg's streak with a little help from Scott Hall and a taser gun. And then that taser goes on a ladder next month. <laughs> Jeez. On a ladder match. That's when, it, that's when you know it starts happening, man. Everything's got to be hung up Garbage, somewhere. dude. It's such garbage. Uh, Starcade 98 got 460,000 buys, which is obviously down from the year before, but that's because it wasn't headlined by a much-anticipated pay-per-view. But that's, I mean, that's a big number, dude. Or much-anticipated main event, sorry. Yeah, that is a big number. For... And that's without Hogan on the card. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that, I remember that. I remember the hype to Kevin Nash and Goldberg, and I was like, wow, this is going to be cool. And then I do remember seeing the Nitro afterwards and being like, wait a second, what? And then they, you know, showed the highlights or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's... And uh... you see, like, Scott Hall with that mean look on his face. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, elbow up him. in the air. And he's 
zapping his ass. It's a That's my favorite, dude. Yeah. Talk about stepping out for a night on the town. Look at the mass. That's my favorite. Yeah. And I hate to end it like December on a like a kind of a wet fart, but ECW is pulling double duty in Japan. Oh. I found that on Wikipedia. I didn't really look at the cards or anything, but I assume it was probably pretty decent. Yeah, I'm sure. Some talent. Because I'm sure Sabu had a match. Rob Van Dam probably had a match. Yeah, Sabu had a match in WCW a couple years before. <laughs> Against Alex Wright. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think overall a year in review, I think, like I said when I – opened my statements you know was uh i think 98 was probably the best year for wrestling yet i i mean it now maybe up to this point i think now with everything that's going on is a big deal but yeah i think uh i think 98 was obviously wwf's best year probably even though they yeah. said 99 was super profitable and they did a bunch of weird stuff and they could do no wrong in 99 yeah. They made so much money in 99. I, I I agree to a point. I think 98 was probably my personal favorite year in wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The height of Stone Cold and everything. And obviously, I'm a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. But it kind of sucked because you kind of start to see the downfall of Terry. Yeah. And I remember being bummed out about that. But, I mean, obviously he was getting older and he couldn't work as much and didn't work as much as he had in years previous. Yeah, I mean, him and Flair are into their 40s at that point. Flair, oh, Flair's, like, pushing 50 already. So. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, but, as, I mean, the height of – I mean, wrestling has, you know, its ups and downs. It always has. It always will. Uh, but I think in 1998 – Everybody watched wrestling. Yeah, because you you either you had a DX shirt, an Austin three sixteen shirt, a Rock shirt, the Know Your Roll one, or an NWO shirt, or all of them, or all of them, or Goldberg or anything. Yeah, I mean it was. I think I think most everybody had an NWO shirt. Like DX was a big deal. Well, especially in Arkansas, like you know, being here, I remember when we moved to Mountain Home my sixth grade year, like, I was like, oh, well, I don't, you know, because, like, I was really big into, like, wrestling and South Park. Yeah, South Park was great. And (laughs) we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. But, like, I remember having, like, South Park shirts and wrestling shirts, and that's pretty much my wardrobe in 1999, I guess it would have been. But, like, I think it's weird that – I thought that going into the school year, I thought I was going to be the only kid that liked that stuff. And you weren't. And I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because I remember the first day of school, like, probably 15 kids had NWO shirts on. And, like, I was like, well, but WCW here was always seemed to be bigger than WWF. It's closer to Atlanta. Yeah. 
the but, South. However, also people worshipped Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, it was that was a huge that was a huge thing. And I remember being I had a Wolfpack NWO shirt. I don't recall if I had a black and white, which is kind of weird that I didn't. But yeah. of course, when I started watching wrestling, um, it was really right right before the Wolfpack got big. Yeah, or right had, right before they were introduced, I guess. At that time, I I don't even know how many wrestling shirts I had, but I remember having the original DX shirt. I had the black and white shirt. I had the Hollywood Rules tearaway shirt. Um, I remember, you know, obviously having the Austin 316. Yeah. Uh, I had the other side jackass Austin shirt, which I love to this day, and I wish they'd remake it, but they won't. Um, and then I had, like, the DTA Don't Trust Anybody shirt where he's, like, standing on the turnbuckle and his arms are the rattlesnakes' heads. Yeah. Um. That's a lot. I, I know yeah. I had the DX Suck It shirt, and I wore it to school. And I got uh, in trouble for that. I got in trouble because I was in, like, kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and then You're I was like, but shopping I, everybody. I was like, but I want to wear it. My mom and dad's like, no, you can't wear that to school. And I was like, but but they can suck it. <laughs> but I remember I've got having two to turn my shirts inside out a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I remember there's a group of kids that was really big into the ICP. Yeah. Like, the ICP? Yeah. I just realized how I said that, and I sounded really old. The ICP? <laughs> like, the Juggalo kids? It's kind of like the cane. Yeah. Yeah, or the kiss. The kiss. <laughs> like that rock group, the kiss? The the Glenn Danzig. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Oh, I know him. He's a good dude. Take his, he'd take his cat litter off his porch for you. Get this litter off your porch, because if you don't, I'll show you how the gods kill. Always, always got to hit those drums. That big drum fell, though, the second. Oh, yeah. Wow! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He's so happy to be there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Gary Strider was like, that was everything to him. Dude, he was like, but Gary Strider, shout out, like big shout out. Oh yeah, because dude was. And still is. If you go look at pictures of him now, which we follow him on Twitter now, by the way, on Heels and Quads. <laughs> but, dude is jacked. Still? Oh, God, yeah. Possibly more, dude. <laughs> look at that mess. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I really think we should review... Uh... <laughs> WBF 1992. Yeah, that's gonna be that's a hard two hours to sit through. <laughs> Just watch that's a, dudes flex. Yeah, I'm like, uh, like, what am I supposed to say? Wow, wow, I really liked Gary Stridham. I can tell you that. I mean, yeah. I tell you who I tell you who really liked Gary Stridham. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
That's good. Love it. Um, I got it all edited together. I should probably, I should probably uh, plug it in on Anchor so we can upload it. The un unchoppy audio. The unchoppy choppy pp. Unchoppy pp. First pp choppy goes. It's un. Yeah. Yeah. Uncut. Uncut pp. Uncensored pp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just let it rip again, dude. Dude, like, I want to know why Vince never got into, like, because, I mean, obviously he's into bodybuilding, and dude is jacked himself. Uh, yeah, it's, like, unbelievable. Even to this day, I mean, he's he's probably lost quite a bit of mass now, but... Mass! But, like, when was it? A few years ago when he was on the cover of Muscle & Fitness? Yeah, it was like pretty recent, like at least maybe five years ago. And it looked—I mean, did you see his mass with the chains? Like, oh he was yeah, that was the Leviathan. One. Yeah, the Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan. <laughs> but like, how did? Why didn't he ever get into like Arnold Classic or anything like that, or try out for Mister Mister Olympia? Because Vince, Vince was Mister Olympia. He just didn't want. He wanted to be humble about it. Yeah, he he made them humble. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to big league them. Because in reality, he can big league who he wants, you know? he's Vince fucking McMahon, dude. Vincent Kennedy. Fucking McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. Junior. JR. Yep. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for yeah. 1998. We're, we're like stretching it out as long as we could. Yeah, well, it's done. It's over with. 1998 was 20 out, years ago. We've done it as long as we could. Yeah, as far as stretching out goes, we, we did. We did it. Wow. Okay. So uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Heels and Quads on Twitter. Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Tommy Walter. Me on Instagram, Tommy Walter Live. Uh, I am uh, um, Levi. In in Levi, you can call me Leviathan. I'm at Levi D Zindel on Twitter, at Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. Oh, we're also at Heels and Quads on Twitter and Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I was on Facebook and Heels and Quads at Gmail. If you want to email us, also be sure if you're listening to us and you don't already subscribe, leave a review. And for whatever reason, if you're listening on YouTube, because all of our episodes are now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button there, too. Maybe type a comment. Let us know what you think about our show. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, which is where most of you listen, and leave reviews. If you haven't left a review, leave an honest review. One star, five stars, 
tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you hate about the show. Tell us what you hate about Levi. Tell us what you hate about Tommy. Tell us what you hate about the guy who's an asshole who said Austin couldn't draw. Yeah, tell us about that, actually. Chat us up about that. Chat me up. But Austin not being able to draw. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I'm gonna be heated about that all day. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna watch the Austin documentary just so I can get amped up, and then pound like twelve beers and try to find that guy. <laughs> yeah, his name is Moron on there. I'll, uh, be, I'll be hammered by noon trying to find this guy online. Listen here, you dumb son of a bitch! I'm hammered, drunk, and ready to kick your ass. <laughs> He's like, wait, are you stone cold? You can't draw. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, all end, right. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll talk to you guys next week with some more shenanigan bullshit that we have no idea what we're doing. And that's okay, because at least now we're having fun again. Well, Wednesday we're doing Halloween stuff. So. Oh, yeah. When, yeah next Wednesday is Halloween. It's going to be no wrestling, all horror. Well, even though we might get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving talk about maybe some wrestlers in horror movies yeah like triple h and blade three or roddy piper and they live if you want to consider that a Ooh, horror movie, that's right movie. but that is a good good fucking movie and it's john carpenter which you know it's a really good movie is kane see no evil wait 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 <laughs> no <laughs> are you talking about maybe see no evil 2 that debuted on may 19th no, I didn't know there was a second one. I mean, I did, but. <laughs> Featuring my boy Luke Gallows as Imposter Kane on Raw. <laughs> and Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs and Kane. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Also known as Luke Gallows. Yeah. Also known as Doc Gallows. Also known as. Festus? Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Chase your dreams across the sky Never let your vision die Chase your dreams across the sky Never let your vision die Shine your light so bright Let you shine in the night Darkness
credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed. And together, we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.